Hey fellas, welcome to Guys in Grief, sponsored by Emma's Footprints and First Candle. We started this podcast for fathers like us that have experienced pregnancy or infant loss. You see, when we went through these life-changing experiences, we struggled to find resources that were specifically for men in support of navigating this grieving process. We're not doctors. We're not psychiatrists. We're three friends. We're grieving fathers that have been through the unthinkable and want to help others by talking about the unique and often undiscussed perspective of men that have experienced child loss. We welcome you to join us on this journey. Share your stories, the challenges, laugh with us, maybe shed a tear or two, and help each other as we navigate honoring our children, grief, supporting our family, and trying to find better days ahead. Let's get into it. Well, hey, fellas, welcome to the season two finale of Guys in Grief. I'm Brad. I am Brandon. I'm Brian. Yeah, right, boys. What's up? What's going on? Season Happy, finale. Happy holidays, fellas. How we doing? Happy holidays. Same to you. Tis the season. This this comes out the day before Thanksgiving, so happy pre-Thanksgiving, everyone. And uh, ho, That's ho, my ho, birthday. happy holidays. Uh, oh, it is, isn't it? Now, nah. <laughs> <laughs> turn up. Jingle bells. Oh yeah. What, oh, what is that? Merry Christmas, guys oh. and grief. Oh. <laughs> These sound clips wow. are hilarious. What? <laughs> we got a special guest. All the way from the north. I know him. <laughs> grief snowbounds. You're Very looking well, you're looking pretty slim actually. I thought you'd be uh, a little heavier for the holidays. Well, I've been giving the gift of Ozempic and I've been <laughs> taking a little bit on the side. <laughs> and I love how you grabbed a beer instantaneously, Santa. So well, listen, when you take Ozempic, you don't need it's... to just worry about your calorie intake. <laughs> So for our listeners uh, that are not watching, I highly recommend that you do. But let's oh get the rest gosh. of the boys in here. Rob, Chris, and oh. Santa, a.k.a. Jay, our oh. fellas from the Sad Dads Club. Welcome to the season two finale of Guys in Grief. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the boys are back. Oh, man. Oh, listeners. Uh, I don't know how we top that. I don't. We don't. We just try to compete. Um, oh, he left. Santa's gone. Um, uh huh. Like right. Sprinkle of joy. Gone. Got an angry Sprinkle of joy. That <laughs> <laughs> is overheating. Uh, oh, that is overheating. I think this episode and the joy you're hearing in our voices, and oh, I swear gosh. if you were uh, on the pre episode in the last 30 minutes and seeing. The laughs and smiles of these incredible men. Um, oh, you still have now. You're Michael Jackson with one Michael. Okay. Um, it's it's amazing to see how with the right community and support system, how your group journey can evolve. And I'm looking at five amazing men that have absolutely helped me do that. And so we thought nothing better than to end season two with uh, the amazing guys of Sad Dads Club to help us talk about how we navigate the holidays because we know how difficult that can be, uh, bring some additional perspective and, and frankly just end an awesome season with uh, three of our favorite dudes out there. So sad dad guys, how we doing boys? Good, real good. 
That's what you brought? All right, cool. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're good. It's, uh, we're, we're here. It's, uh, I'll try and follow Rob up, but uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, we appreciate, you know, we've, we've recorded a couple of these with you guys now. We always have a great time and, um, you know, Jay or, or Santa, that was a, a great jolly entrance, so to speak. But, um, I have no idea you know, Brad, what you said is totally true. These communities have um, really helped uh, even five, six years removed from the lost. Uh, I can easily say the most uh, evolved I've been is over these last 18, 19 months. You guys are a huge part of that. Uh, Sad Dad's community is a huge part of that. And thank you for all that you guys do and for having us back on. Thank you and, for and what oh, you guys well, do. Sir. Yeah. Thank I you, mean, guys. you guys do the same, you know, job and you're helping so many dads and, and fathers and guys out there. So I, we commend you on everything you're doing and your live hours. And, um, we, when we talk to our fans, uh, you know, a lot of them always talk so highly of you guys. So kudos to you to really kind of pave the way you know, for a lot of guys out there and help, help people out. It's a lot out. fast. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have to say, uh, Brandon, Brad, and Brian, um, we had our first uh, in-person uh, retreat recently up here in Maine. Uh, not all the, we didn't make it all the way to the North Pole, uh, but uh, <laughs> several of, of our, uh, of our early Sad Dads Club members um, were able to, to make it from across North America. Um, and uh, I think we had about 20, 20 guys there and multiple of them mentioned how they heard about us through, through this awesome podcast and how oh, wow. amazing. they just Excellent. listened to the whole seat, you know, first season and immediately learned about us. And if it weren't for, you know, hearing us, us live uh, in this platform and, you know, us, you know, putting our hearts out there, but also being, you know, real and absurd as we are, uh, that's what, you know, led them to be comfortable to, to join in the group. And, and, you know, the guys that come, they're just there every week, week in, week out. Um, and, and it's because of this kind of symbiotic relationship that we have with you also. Thanks for, for having us on again. Man, you're giving oh, me chills. That's, awesome. that's a great right. turnout Thank too. You. 20 guys. Absolutely. Seriously. That must have yeah, been we, fun. Rob, yeah, I know you're the... More, but yeah, well, I think that's change. only going to be... You start somewhere, right? That's only going to grow. Rob, mm -hmm. I know you're the, the full-time gig under Sad Dad, so Oof. give us uh, a little bit, just for those of you that don't know, for our listeners that aren't familiar with the Sad Dad's Club, uh, who's your dad and what does he do? Uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about uh, the services you all provide, how um, uh, our listeners can find you, and just uh, briefly, we'll, we'll go around the horn for each of you guys, a little bit of your lost story, just again for the listeners that haven't heard it. <clears throat> Yeah, to start off, um, again, echoing the thanks from Chris and Jay, it's always good to be with you dudes and appreciate what you do throughout the lost community, especially for dads and guys who are going through it. They don't have to go through it alone because uh, we're able to create community together. Um, online resources for Sad Dads Club, you can go to saddadsclub.com. On Instagram, it's at sad.dads.club. Right now, we are building a community. It's a purely non-clinical space where guys can get together um, at least once a week via Zoom. And we talk about any given subject. We usually pick a theme and we'll riff on that. And if somebody has something that's really been eaten away at them all week, then we'll let them bring a topic to the table. And we always invite other folks in our community to lead these weekly Zooms that happen on uh, Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. There's no registration needed. We just throw up a link on our Instagram story. Um, it's also in our highlights. Okay. 
And otherwise, we, <clears throat> pardon me, recently, as of May, became an official 501c3. And so I've left my former job, and now this is my full-time job. And so we're really just working on right now what exact oh okay yeah we'll give you a round of applause <laughs> that's <laughs> jingle bells there we go yeah <laughs> we're we're uh, working on on rolling out exactly what we want to do and how we want to support the dads and families in our community and that's something that jay chris and i are working on together and i'm just doing a lot of the non-glamorous administrative stuff that needs to be done but is also very important to ensuring that we can move this thing along and i'm super excited incredibly determined and uh wildly motivated amazing good for you that's awesome thank you thank Rob, you quickly tell us lila's story yep so lila is and always will be my firstborn. she was stillborn at 38 weeks on december 13th 2017 so this holiday season coming up on six years ago. Wow, man. Jay, over to you. Sorry, and for those of you who are watching this uh, on YouTube or uh, on, on social media and can see the video, you may see me go off, uh, go on mute because I'm talking to our half asleep, uh, three and a half year old who's sleeping on the floor, not sleeping on the floor <laughs> behind me because uh, Santa miraculously showed up and having to explain that. <laughs> single parenting for Eighth. the week and <laughs> yeah. really it's it's only wednesday <laughs> mama doesn't come home until saturday really just struggling to get through uh hell it man hour. dad's um, gotta do what dad's gotta do that's true <laughs> so I've, i'm jay uh my wife ellie and i lost uh our our daughter our second child bella um at, at 40 plus weeks um in uh january january 31st of 2017 so uh coming up on on seven years um we're blessed to have uh our rainbow baby pepper and uh our ray of sunshine that came out after the, after the rainbow sunny who's um laying on the floor uh behind me and um we have a an older son as well jack um so thanks uh everyone for for having us back on the show beautiful man and certainly last but not least chris um yeah, so I, a cat just walked by my window. I apologize. <laughs> I saw the big distraction there. <laughs> what is going no, on? Either your so wife I, is like, yeah. "What are you doing?" or <laughs> That was last yeah. holiday. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, my name is Chris. Um so Isabel uh is our first daughter. She was still born at uh 38 weeks on uh July 21st of 2018. Um, so sh we are coming up on six years next year. So I guess we're not coming up on it, but you know, like these guys have echoed, um, we've been fortunate enough to go on to have two living children. Um, but you know, we sit here, we all sit here today in honor of the children that we lost and, you know, they've kind of paved this path for all of us to be here. So, um, yeah. Beautifully said. And so I know we're we're having a, a really good time and you know i um because this is one of many times that we've been able to connect with the guys in grief uh guys with you all um you know it's it's kind of second nature to us and we like to have a good time and you know rob chris and i go way back um and but we recognize that many of your listeners are are in the thick of it and it's probably yeah. particularly funny um to hear us joking but i think that the um the reason that, you know, in our Sad Duds Clubs meetings and 
just in who we are, um, you know, we're all several years removed from the loss of our um, our children, our daughters, uh, in the case of the Sad Dads Club founders, Chris, Rob, and I. And um, humor and joy has come back into our lives, and it's mm-hmm. a gift. In the early days, it wasn't there for us. Uh, I'll speak for myself. It wasn't there for me. Um, I've described it in the past as kind of, I was always kind of this balloon that was bobbing up off the ceiling, just like so overinflated um, mm. and was kind of the, I don't want to say life of the party. Rob can fact check me on that, um, but <laughs> always like to have a good time and Checks you know, out. was a really joyful person. <laughs> and um, when we lost Bella, it, it, it was devastating um, for Ellie and I. It still is. And, um, you know, I don't know if I'll ever reach those highest highs, um, that, that we had before losing Bella, but, you know, being able to, um, to welcome, uh, two happy, healthy living children into the world and, um, you know, rainbow babies never replace the children that you lost ever. Um, you don't get through, you don't get over, um, the loss of a child. I don't think at least not in my experience or experiences of people that I've talked to, um, you know, in, in the lost community, but joy does come back. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's I just also. hope, uh, that you, you know, the listeners out there know that we don't take this lightly at all. Um, our daughters and the children that we lost are so core to who we are. Um, and, um, and though, uh, we want to make them proud and we don't Great. want, um, their memories to be tarnished and, you know, exclusively in sadness. And so one of the things that Rob implemented in our sad dubs club meetings is he always refers to everyone, you know, he referred to me as Bella's dad or, you know, Chris as Izzy's dad and, um, and so on and so forth. And just hearing people refer to your, you know, your deceased child, um, by name is really meaningful. And, um, and and so we try to honor our 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 children every day and everything that we do and um I certainly don't live up to that uh but I, I try and uh, part of that is is trying to bring a little joy into you know what can be a dark world the three of us live in Maine um which was you know recently the most recent you know site of the mm-hmm. one of the 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 biggest mass shootings in in U.S. history and in our state's history, the biggest mass shooting of the of, of the year. It's an awful um, credential to have for you know the place that you call home, and um, you know it. it our hearts break for the the people of Lewiston, yeah. Maine, and all those impacted um, you know throughout the state and throughout the country. Um, and we know that there are a lot of sad dads out there who you know didn't didn't lose children due to stillbirth or you know, miscarriage or, or, you know, infant loss, um, who've had to, you know, walk a, a very different, but similar journey that we're, that we're walking and navigating life after loss in, in, in such a horrific, uh, tragic way. Um, and so they're, you know, those folks who are impacted by gun violence are, are remain top of mind for all of us as well. Beautifully said, Jay. And, Absolutely. you know, I, I think we've peppered throughout, uh, you know, some episodes throughout the two seasons that exactly what you have mentioned that, you know, we are further along in our journey. And we always said from day one of doing this, that, you know, we're not doctors and we are going to grieve in the way in which men grieve. Um, and even in the early days, you know, the humor wasn't at the level that it was or that it is today. Um, but it almost felt like the one thing that I could hold on to too, that I needed to still try to keep that 
piece of myself uh, in order to continue to just progress forward. So I love that you called that out because yes, we six men here have come a long way and a lot of that is, is grateful <laughs> to this community. Um, but we certainly recognize that not everybody's on that same uh, particular you know mile marker along the journey. Yeah, I just want to add to it a little bit. I think, uh, and by the way, I felt the same way you did, Jay, right after. Like all, all joy seemed to be removed from my body. No sense of humor. But uh, to add to what you said, I think joining communities like Sad Dads, uh, going to therapy groups, and meeting other dads, I think really helps bring joy back into your life. I mean, we've known you guys for less than a year yeah. and I feel like I'm closer to you guys than some of my friends that I've had for like a long time. Very and, Very and, and true. We've, you know, even before we started this podcast, we were giggling. Like I was crying. I was laughing so hard, but it's, it's really because we're taking that step to like meet people in the community and talk to dads and, uh, I think that's like, it, it's really important to bring back joy and happiness and, and laughter, you know, because we've all been through it, you know? Great points. So, uh, ho, 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 let's get into the holidays here a little bit. And we, <laughs> uh, hopefully everybody tomorrow can, uh, you know, enjoy some football and turkey and beer or whatever you do with or without family, depending on how you feel uh, the time is to be spent for the holidays. And certainly, so for this episode, we want to kind of cover off the next roughly six weeks, right? Between Thanksgiving and Christmas and even New Year's. You know, it is it is a joyous time of year, uh, but it's certainly not a always a joyous time for a grieving parent. And so we want to kind of walk through that journey a little bit here. And we're not necessarily going holiday specific. We're not going to say here's how you navigate Thanksgiving and Christmas um, and any other holidays that you may, may celebrate as well. Um, but we want to just kind of talk it in lumps of the holiday season. And so it's almost like I'm going to moderate a little panel here with the fellas. And certainly I'll jump in as well. We'll mix in both either our perspectives on some of the challenges and opportunities and, and where we think there's, uh, you know, a lot of positivity in the holidays. Um, we'll tell our own stories and just kind of, you know, keep it free flowing um, as we, we always like to do. So to the whole group here, first question, um, we're going to start off on the tough stuff. Let's talk about the challenges of the holidays as a lost parent. So, you know, whoever wants to jump in first, either you know, your own brand will kick it to you. You know, we can share no stories of what you've gone through. Uh, you can talk about what that first holiday was like for you. Anything that becomes a consistent challenge. So Brandon, again, what challenges have you experienced in navigating the holidays? I guess the biggest challenge for not guess, I know the biggest challenge for me was putting on that face of happy holiday. Hey, yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah. Happy thing. Like Everybody's I didn't want to so do all that. Everyone's so yeah. happy. I'm like, I don't care. Like to be honest, I was like, I don't give a fuck about whoever's coming over to the house. I don't want any of this shit. I just want to chill out with my family literally in the house. And that's it. But everyone was you know, you, trying to sorry. Who did you feel like you were putting the face on for? The whole all all of our families. And I say all of ours, but obviously everyone knows me and Brad, me and Brad are brother in laws. But yeah, putting on that face for both of our families, just like Everyone wanted to be with us, you know, and at that time I was like, man, fuck that. I'm good on my shaved chair, sweatpants, not shaved, 
funky and <laughs> in my like rabbit hole of what the fuck had just happened. Yep. So like literally it was a tough one. Like just obviously entertaining and play I guess I call it placating, but not really placating, but entertaining. So on I think so that's a, so, I think that's an yeah. honest word. Yeah. 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 So it's like that that was like the the meat of it. Obviously it got easier as the years went on. Um my let me see we, 2019 we lost the story. So yeah, we're coming up on five years. So like it's gotten easier. But you know, sometimes you just don't want to like be around people. Like I'm good. Like I, I really am like a by a self body. So like sometimes I just want to sit at home and not do anything and like really just be with my own family. So yeah, that was especially a, if you have big families around too, and there's yeah. other little kids running around, and Correct. I'm sure that's like triggering and absolutely, you know. absolutely. Anyone else who wants to take it, yeah. Oh, it, it, I, oh sorry, Brian, good. Well, I I I just wanted to make an interesting point too, because I know there's a lot of dads that went through a loss similar um, th- that we've all been through, but during the holidays. So Austin was born on December 14th and mm-hmm. passed away um, in, in January. So he was, we experienced all of Christmas through that, like having him, that was like our time when he was with us and we got to experience Christmas with us. So then when fast forward to the next Christmas, it, it's almost oh. like a, a double triggering thing where you've got, again, all these happy families you know, everybody's celebrating and, and, you know, just loving their both Thanksgiving and Christmas are probably the top two family centric holidays that you Mm -hmm. experience and then add on the triggering nature of my son's birth date um, during the holidays. It, I feel for anybody that has to go through it because I'm it, it's November we're recording in early November. I'm feeling it already. Like I'm, I'm getting that anxiety where I'm like, I, I, I know it's coming. Like, I just know it, it the anxiety, the stress, the, mm-hmm. the, I guess, um, not wanting to be social with anybody, not wanting to see family. Like it, it's, it's really tough on the holidays. If you have a birthday, or or a death date that's in that time frame, and I think you said Rob, you lost Lila in that in yeah, December Dece- as well. December thirteenth, the day before Austin's birthday. Yeah. And so I, Rob, I, can you talk on that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I remember there being so much happy anticipation, specifically around Thanksgiving, and then there's a big hole in my mind where Christmas was. I know I didn't spend time with any family. I don't remember if there had been plans to spend time with family but i think in subsequent holidays for me in the season in general it's just such an influx and an expectation of gratitude and joy that there is no space for unhappiness that you become like a wet blanket if you are have anything but like the most bubbly joyousness to offer then it's there's just no place for it which i think makes it feel more isolating in the context of having to live through a loss. Like you don't have that space in the, you don't have that space in general. I mean, our society is, is coming, we're inching towards being accepting of and welcoming Mm. people talking about their pain, their struggles, their grief, their emotional distraught, their mental, uh, I don't know, mental, mental, not illness, what I'm saying, but mental, um, 
anguish health anguish yeah, yeah. Anguish. And, and, and mental health struggles exactly and and i think that it's a particularly closed off time to any sort of talk about pain or struggles or anything that isn't just this joyous gratitude of the holidays and loving to be with one another mm. great point. great said greatly said yeah yeah chris you were yeah. gonna say something trauma yeah, but actually, I found myself just sitting back and wanting to listen to you guys because you know, you know, we lost Isabel in July, right? So we didn't. Um, hearing your perspective on holiday loss, like you know, we had the challenge of the holidays, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners followed to my camp, and a good number followed to your camp. Um, but you know, backing up for one second, I know this is releasing um, right before Thanksgiving, but I can tell you the most fucked up holiday experience right after our loss was Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. So I just want to, I don't need to dig. I know we're, we're looking towards uh, other, I, well, I guess we're not holiday specific here, but Mm-mm. for those of you who just went through your first Halloween where, um, you know, children come up to your door and they're dressed up and they're asking for candy and you mm-hmm. see the innocence. And, you know, for me, it was there's symbols of death everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's another fantastic point. Um, so I yeah. hid during Halloween. So I didn't look for symbols. I stayed. I stayed home. I didn't I didn't go out of the house. Um, but, you know, for me, Halloween was representative of um, all I had lost and watching toddlers run around in costume. Uh, that was incredibly difficult. Um, so I won't belabor the point, but I just wanted to, you know, express the fact that even though this is coming out a couple weeks after Halloween, um, for those of you who just lived that holiday, um, maybe my experience is unique, but that, that was a very, very difficult one. And the first major holiday after Isabel being that we lost her on July 21st. Um, so that was the first one Thanksgiving, um, I hid. Uh, we didn't go anywhere. Um, I don't know. Uh, Christmas is a longer story for me, so I'll let I'll turn this over to Jay a little bit. I'll kind of get into that when we talk about first and last, because uh, I, I had a major life milestone happen to me on the first Christmas after after losing Isabel, and it was challenging. Uh, I had no choice but to leave the house, um, and it was confusing. And uh, Brad, I'll let you MC for that that story. Whatever that. I kind of feel right, like but... we got to go yeah, into it. Like, okay, no, yeah. It's such a yeah. yeah. It's a cliffhanger. Go, you cannot be Stallone style here. <laughs> so I, I I just I just want to lead with um you know my my brother was fantastic about this situation. Um, you know he was very supportive of the loss. He flew up to Maine immediately. Um, he was by our side. He held Isabel. Um, this. Uh, by no means is anything negative about the handling of that situation. Um, but he called me. I don't remember exactly how far in advance. You guys all remember the blur that is after yeah. last, right? I, you can't mm-hmm. remember the days. You don't know what's going on. Um, and he told me he was going to propose on Christmas. And, um, you know, he then... He, I didn't know what to say, right? Like you said, uh, you know, Brandon, I, I was going to jump in there in a second and then, but it's that like, what the fuck, the fuck do you say? And man. I've talked to him since. So I don't think, I don't think he's, um, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to him, but I've told him, it's like, I tried to be happy. I wanted to be happy. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. his now wife. 
and um, it's got nothing to do with any of that. It's just you are physically incapable of being happy yeah, at that right. moment. And so you guys were spending that Christmas holiday with your family, and that was no, the we, prob- plan, we, and we then... probably would, we probably wouldn't have. Um, yeah. So, it, we, so he told you when it was too late, essentially. Um, no, he told me because he he wanted me to be there. Um, and I, and I get that, um, you know, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say we definitely wouldn't have been there. I don't know. I hadn't, I probably hadn't given it much thought because that we, we, Halloween, we hid Thanksgiving, we hid, um, and Christmas, I have no idea, but I know that fact, um, changed the analysis, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he had been the best man at my wedding. He, I knew he was going to ask me to be the best man at his wedding. So the the concept of not being there uh, was a huge mind fuck in year one. Yeah. And you wrestle with that and then compare it to the fact, well, it's also going to be Christmas one without Isabel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we all know, um, the buildup to the holidays, the buildup to the birthdays, you know, Brian, you just said it, the anticipation is already happening for you yeah uh year one and i i'll speak for myself year one i i don't even know how to put into words how big and how daunting that anticipation the anticipation is um we talk about it all the time at ldoh i talk to people offline about it uh from experience open hour yes translation there yep (laughs) Um, from my experience and i will simply relate it to myself because i don't want to pretend to know everyone's experience um Law year one, I, I tell people right after year one, they cross the anniversary. Um, the anticipation, and it, you you now know what's you know what to expect. It doesn't make it easier. It doesn't mean the anticipation is not going to come, but you know you can put one foot and forward uh, in mm-hmm. front of the other and get through the day somehow, some way. It's not the first time you've lived it. That was not the case on the day my brother got engaged. Um, and bless his heart. Um, I went down there and it was, it was actually other members of my family who were more difficult about the situation. Um, I took my brother, we, we met before it and I, I straight up told him, I was like, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to try, but it's really fucking hard right now, man. Like Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best here. And there were members of my family who didn't think, uh, that was enough. And um, I got into it with them very badly. Um, mm-hmm. Told them in um, not even layman's terms, just directly to go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, I was, you know, my family was first. I love my brother. Um, but if that was how he was going to act, I was taking my family and going home. Uh, yeah. And that was really hard. You know what? I, we talk about it a lot. Like sometimes mm-hmm. removing yourself from those from situations the is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was really brave of you and to even show up. I, I don't know if I would have had that ability to, to be there, honestly, and I, at the first Christmas or, you know, big holiday afterwards. Well, and I probably wouldn't have. And to be clear, this was not my brother. My brother actually called this individual afterwards and, and went to bat mm-hmm. for me. And basically was like, you are... You like he's like I don't pretend to understand this either, but you got to do better. Yeah. Like, um, 
and you know bless this other person's heart he was he he was trying to right everyone's just trying to do their best in that situation um but it was hard um and i share that um which we'll we'll talk about obviously at some point but you know things have changed a lot and we've talked about the joy of returning to life and the laughter you've heard within this podcast um and that is not necessary that that is years and years and years in the making yeah. here and it's it, yeah. through you know relationships with the the great guys of this podcast and the amazing members of the SDC community um you know it is there's been so Sad much healing that's club. gone on <laughs> yeah you are adding value left to right my man <laughs> um but yeah i i guess i'll just close with saying um i also don't remember new years uh, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Chris, Chris, Christmas just jumped. Christmas yeah. jumps out at me for that very distinct reason. So I'll, um, I'll give an example it. too. No, no, you're. Yeah. I really appreciate the honest examples because I think, and everybody else, feel free to chime in. I'll give one that I didn't remember until I was talking about this with my wife earlier. Um, and I, you know, let me start off with best of intentions didn't land the way that was intended. So we lost Beckham November 19th, 2020. And, you know, obviously Thanksgiving was, uh, we spent with Brandon basically just getting drunk on his birthday and in my basement. Yeah, we did. And, just, and it was a great we time. Just, well, yeah, great. As a, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we, we drank a lot. Let's say that. That we did. Um, that, we did. that was basically what Thanksgiving was, was just being in the basement with my brother and sister. Um, Christmas comes around, we're hosting in Connecticut, very, very small, like immediate family. And uh, again, best of intentions. In early November, my parents had bought Beckham a Christmas present. And they still chose to give it to us. And that was super, it was one of the like, we weren't mad in the moment, and I'm not mad now. But it was incredibly difficult in the moment and, you know, sort of subsequently in a quiet moment with my wife after of, you know, knowing that we had just lost him and getting a present for him just kind of opened up a wound in the moment. And again, I know they had all, it was, we're thinking of him. There were, this is the, the whole reality of like, nobody has a playbook for this shit. Nobody knows what to say, what to do, what to do, uh, what not to do. Um, But it was, it was a difficult, piece of that experience um yeah that, that's one of my examples from the, one of the only things that i remember from holiday number one did, did anybody get a feeling of like claustrophobia phobia when you were like around people like in that first like year yeah. year and a half like even two years out on holidays when i was lindsay's got a, my wife has a big family so i'd go to these events and it wasn't even christmas or thanksgiving but i just remember feeling like the walls were kind of closing in on me a little bit because everybody wanted to see how I was doing and, and, you know, just ask all these questions that I just wasn't prepared to answer or, or talk about. Did anybody else feel that at all? Yeah. Or- I sat on a chaise chair and ate and all, I didn't look in the, like, if you look into my living room, I can sit in my chaise chair and see my full kitchen. I blocked all that out and I just looked at the TV the whole time. Whoever was talking to me, I literally, I, I know how, I literally was sitting with my eyebrows down, like, like, don't fucking talk to me. I know me. 
I'm sitting here like this. this Christmas he's talking about too. I was it, sitting there. The just house sitting was there. way busier than I thought it would be. That yes. claustrophobic. Pretty yes. We don't have a big family. We really don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. We don't. But it just felt like, like every this, fucking body was there. Half these people shouldn't be here. Type of thing. Yes. And it's family. Yes. But it just didn't feel appropriate. I know mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying, B. Rob, oh, yep. I know we've we've been hogging the mics here. No, not at all. Everybody has something of value uh, to offer and a unique story. I think that we spend a lot of time, especially over the holidays, uh, meeting the expectation of others, especially family. We feel as though we have to deliver emotionally and sometimes physically like ourselves. And that's just not something that in year one, you're ready to say, I can't do. You don't even know to articulate. You think it might be a welcome distraction because historically Mm. the holidays have been wonderful. Maybe this Mm -hmm. will be the first Mm. sliver of relief that you experience when you get into that joy with your family. But then it's only until you experience it going completely south that you're like, you know what? I can't and I shouldn't and I won't do that. And And then one small thing can make it go south too, right? Like it's not... The smallest trigger in the world. I see my sister and her family and her kids, their lineage, like it's an older girl and a younger boy. And that's still super trick. Did I say that right? Older boy. She had Old, older daughter, girl, younger boy. Yeah. I said that? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ancestry.com. Let's find this shit out. <laughs> this <laughs> elevated audio quality seems to be tripping me up. That, We're too advanced just, now. We are for our own good. Uh, seeing just like the family that looks as the the way that mine should so closely right there in my face nothing that she can do to control it like it's just those moments like where i think this is going to be great we're all getting together and then it just hits when i see them and i'm like uh it emphasizes the whole in my family mm-hmm. yeah so I have a very different perspective on all this. So as I mentioned earlier, we lost Bella in uh, January of 2017. And um, I just remember so distinctly after we, um, uh, after Ellie delivered Bella and um, the first checkup with, with our OB uh, after Ellie asking like, when can we try again? And like mm. circling that date on the calendar and that being the only hope in the world that we could conceive again, potentially, right? Literally. Um, and not that, again, not that we'd be, ever replace Bella, uh, but wanted to have, you know, more children. Mm-hmm. And we were um, fortunate enough that, um, you know, very soon after we were pregnant again. And so going into the, you know, first real holiday, you know, we went through Mother's Day and Father's Day and all of that, just, you know, even Valentine's, Ellie's birthday was two days after we lost Bella. Like mm-hmm. we had a backup C-section scheduled for um, same time Ellie's birthday. And Sucks. then, you know, Valentine's Day. And then, um, you know, kind of like these like Hallmark holidays that yeah. don't really matter, yeah. but in that moment really matter. Right. And not, not to diminish birthdays, obviously birthdays. Um, I don't know. I think you reach a certain point when, when they matter, but, um, after Jake, can I ask you a question too? Yeah, of course. So you had a living child, um, like I did. So it, it, that also brought in a really interesting dynamic for us because everything in you wants to hide, wants to see no one, 
I, I didn't even want to put up decorations, you know, for Christmas or, you know, it could be any holiday. What was it like for you? Because you, you do have to still, you don't want to ruin those special holidays for your living children. What was right. that like for no, you navigating? And, yeah. And, and Rob, Chris and I have talked about this a lot and they, they always say, and I don't want to put words in your guys' mouth, but I'm going to, um, you, know, <laughs> you, you guys say like, I don't know how you did it, Jay. Like, you know, you just wanted to go into a hole, kind of like what you're describing, Brian. Uh, yeah. But we got home from the hospital after losing Bella and like, we had to be parents again, right? Like yeah. we couldn't just drink away our sorrows, you know, just be in a fun, like we had, and like, don't get me wrong. We weren't parents of the year. Um, it, it was hard. I mean, the, we slept in Jack's room for like on a air mattress next to his crib for like weeks after losing Bella. We didn't want to be anywhere away from him. Um, and, but Jack, Jack and, um, incredible professional mental health care, grief counseling multiple times a week for a year plus. Like I can't emphasize enough how important quality mental health care is, uh, to recovery, um, mm -hmm. in any situation. Um, but but especially after losing a child. Uh, and again, that's not to say that you ever get over or get through, but I think that there there's healing that happens. I know that there's healing that happens with the assistance of quality mental health care. Um, but Jack was instrumental to that. Like we had to get up the next day and be parents. We didn't hide our deep, deep sadness at all from him. Like, he saw mommy and daddy cry. He was two. It was, uh, Bella was born, stillborn five days after his second birthday, uh, six days after his second birthday. So he didn't, he knew there was a baby coming in every, whatever way a two-year-old can, can kind of under comprehend that. Um, and then the baby didn't come. Right. And, um, and, but my point about the fact that we got pregnant between when we lost Bella and when the big holidays came up at the end of the year is that there was joy again, right? So it was a different experience. Now that's not to say that it like, there was also a lot of like terror and fear, like an anxiety as I'm, I know you guys have talked about on other pods, like, you know, uh, how you kind of go get through, um, subsequent pregnancies after loss like that is a a roller coaster of emotions and a double-edged sword you go to you know have multiple ultrasounds a week uh and mm -hmm. which is great to give you that peace of mind but also terrifying because you just want the next ultrasound anyway we you know went through all of that but there was that kind of joy and anticipation uh you know leading up to our our rainbow baby pepper's birth in april of 2018 and so the that's not to diminish you know how hard the holidays were but to your point in your question brian yeah we wanted jack to have you know a a happy labor day a happy what yeah. veterans day a happy every Why single day right yeah. like it didn't matter what the holiday was uh, and so Thanksgiving, we wanted him to be, you know, around his great grandmother and his, you know, you know, uh, cousins and aunts and uncles and everybody. Um, and we, and that was hard, right? Like it, it doesn't mean that it was, um, but I think the fact that there was 
there was that hope, right, that we could, you know, have a, a happy, healthy living child. Um, that made things a little easier. The thing that sticks out the most to me um, is like the holiday card. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I, it's always been kind of a big thing in our, our family, you know, going Same. down generations and a lot of stress and anxiety about like, we got to get the perfect picture and, you know, his cousin Billy Bob's eyes closed or whatever, you know, like whatever uh, is everybody in it. But um, like with our, in our own nuclear family, like what are we doing for this? And like, how do we sign the holiday card? And like, that was just like a big decision for me and Ellie for some reason. What'd you do? Um, and I don't remember exactly why it was such a big deal. Like we could have signed at the Tansies and, that could have included Bella, but like we, we wanted to, we were very intentional and thoughtful. And I wish I could put myself back, you know, seven years ago to remember exactly why we ended up where we did. But like, we specifically said, you know, like love Ellie, Jay and Jack. And like, uh, like we went back and forth and like, that's where we landed. Um, and um subsequently i think we've you know said the tansies but um because we wanted bella to be included in that um, hmm. but that was really hard it was really hard to do that first holiday card and i don't even know if we did one that first year if it was once pepper was born um i know you know for a fact that we did and and like it was just like the two kids laying on you know jack's bed in their pajama and like they're, they're Christmas pajamas and like the biggest smiles, like close up on their faces. And, um, we still have it on our, you know, our refrigerator. And so like, um, that was a big deal. And it's just like little things. I think after you lose children that like become really symbolic and meaningful, um, and for whatever reason, like that mattered. Great point. And we will be right back. This episode of Guys in Grief is brought to you by BetterHelp. Mental health after child loss is incredibly difficult to navigate on your own. And at Guys in Grief, we advocate for men to be vulnerable and seek help through therapy. Each of us have spoken with therapists throughout our loss journey and credit a sizable portion of our healing process to the benefits of therapy. So regardless of when you've experienced loss, therapy can give you the tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why we're excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you with a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. And if you click on the link in our show notes, or go to betterhelp.com forward slash guys and grief, you'll get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Because finding a therapist is a little like dating. If you don't really fit with the therapist, which has happened to us and is a common thing in therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stress about insurance, who's in your network or anything like that. So invest in your mental health today and consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash guys and grief to get 10% off your first month of better help. That's better help. B E T T E R H E L P.com forward slash guys and grief. 
Two comments. One, if you don't know how to spell better help, you need better help. Two, I, in all seriousness, cannot like that. I didn't mean to be an advertisement for better help earlier, but I so strongly believe in quality mental health counseling. I believe that so, like, from my it's a perfect core. segue. It was like, and, oh, and we like it, it is critical to where Ellie and I are today. And we struggled to uh, to find quality mental health care. Like we went to multiple therapists. I remember one, you know, bless her heart. She was she was wonderful. But like her vibe just wasn't what we were looking for. Right. Like yep, there yep. were candles being yep. lit and it just was like too. It just wasn't for us. And then we eventually found an amazing therapist um, and, you know, uh, Dr. Elise Corbett. Um, if you if you happen Love to be it, listening, at least like, like, like in, incredible, up, incredible, incredible person, um, and and helped us so so immensely. And so I just I um I can't and uh, I know that there are other similar um, companies out there that you know, uh, but I haven't used Better Health uh, specific you know personally, but it, it that is a huge need. It solves a huge problem. And I hope that, um, you know, listeners just take a look, uh, cause just anything you can do to get yourself quality mental health care is, is so critical. And, um, I promise, I promise that it will be, uh, impactful, uh, in your life. Yeah. And I just want to add that I I'm actually a customer of better help. I, I mm-hmm. signed up and I've been the guy on the podcast that really didn't, like therapy. I didn't really mesh with people. I've said it many times, uh, but I, I was able to really go through different therapists and I've, I've found one that I really connected with. And it was, I didn't feel any sort of pressure or anything to kind of switch or, you know, not call them back or anything like that. So I encourage all of our listeners to use this service. It really is helpful. Or yeah. other similar services. Forward slash guys in grief. <laughs> well, I, the I other thing I'll say just... is that I'm surprised that Ozempic. I mean, I, they oh, should God. be based on Santa's endorsement <laughs> earlier. Yeah, we're, hey, we're, they're not. They're not giving us anything. We're not plugging but, them but, anymore. Before, like, before, before, yeah, yeah. 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 but you're very welcome. Yes, yeah. you're very welcome. Before Chris? before Jay goes off the uh, the rails on Ozempic here, I'll say this, <laughs> and I I, I really, want to say really this because I Ozempic personally. If anyone, I, I will I I will mm. say um, it's a Santa costume. So my wife and I met with Elise as well, and she is a phenomenal woman. She's amazing. We actually met them through Jay. Um, I, maybe I did know that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you did. But uh, to my point, and this is by no means a knock on anything. She is phenomenal at what she did. But we ended up finding somebody different who was a better fit for us. Mm-hmm. And I only say that because that's what better help will help do. Right, like so. There are so many phenomenal uh, therapists out there. Yo, and no, his internet went out. The what? And he was in the middle of a back ended compliment. Oh, to my back. I'm there. sorry. Yeah, I I cut out a couple times. It hadn't been when I'd speaking okay. until now. Uh, I don't know how far I got, but I was saying is uh, Elise is phenomenal. Uh, and to your point about better help, Brian, what you were saying, um, she's we we went to her many times. She's great. We ended up finding somebody who was a better fit for us, ultimately. And all that's to say is BetterHelp makes that easy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there are a ton of phenomenal therapists out there, 
but the fit is incredibly important. And yep. so just, you know, I think uh, what you guys are doing is great. I think the opportunity you've provided listeners is fantastic and just keep, keep doing uh Wow, we really plugged them today. I was going to say, this was an <laughs> unplanned plug for yeah, BetterHelp. Yeah, you, uh, you, 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 you might want to send them this episode. This. Yeah, absolutely. All right. For the sponsors, record, keep the sponsors Club is not sponsored by Yeah, we are uh, not yeah. sponsored by <laughs> uh, if you want, So keep the sponsors off, by the way. Are, you, that's right. <laughs> 10% are yeah, All right. Anyway. So let's get back to the holidays, boys. So we, we obviously talked about many of the obvious challenges, and, and I think we, uh, we covered some good ground there. But we also alluded to, you know, over time that grief journey becomes uh, mm-hmm. a vault and there can be very positive and happy things through the holidays. Um, and, you know, implying a little bit that as time goes by, you learn how to navigate them a little differently. So the question on the table here is how have you grown on your grief journey through the holidays and how has that evolved? Um, what positives do you see? Rob, let's kick it over Rob, to you. Yep. Who knows if this would have happened with getting a little older and understanding that prioritizing what my family and I need is the most important part of any engagement socially. Um, and I also hadn't mentioned this. I do have a son. Uh, Dallas was born a little over a year after uh, we lost Lila. So he is our rainbow child. He has autism. So there are additional challenges there that we do need to consider. And I think a combination of those two realities um, for our family has just really allowed us to honor what we need and what works for us. And part of that is still tied in with grief and just what we can handle and what we can't. And then part of those are new challenges with a child who has unique needs. Dallas is now four years old and it's just becoming more clear things he can and can't handle. But I think it's also equally become more clear over the last four years, what my wife and I can and can't handle and what is too much for us and what is just not good for us. And no longer do we want to put ourselves in a situation where we're not going to be our best selves when we are with the people that we do love so much mm-hmm. because good point. It's mm-hmm. it's doing nobody any favors. And I think that there is definitely a nuanced and good way, for lack of a better term, to kind of address your family about um, the things that you and your family need. And when I say your family, your extended family, about what your immediate, your household family needs. So, so how do you do that? You know, let's say you've got maybe people that you don't necessarily want to be around because it's right for you. How do you communicate that to them to say, uh, you know, we're not we're not going to be there this year or, or whatever it is. Pretty much just like that. I just, <laughs> just okay. okay. I mean, it's, as, as it's a tough subject it's sometimes policy. with with family, yeah. but yeah, I guess that's I, it is. I will I say that, that, that yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Answer the question, Ralph. I, I think just being forthright and being as honest and transparent is the best policy. And if they have follow up questions or they need additional clarity or clear rather clarification on what we're telling them it's not like we don't want to spend time with you it's just like it's not going to be good for us if we spend time with you for this reason that reason this reason so i shouldn't say i shouldn't simplify or i don't know if i'm using this word properly i'm not british but i shouldn't have given a cheeky response just like oh just like that <laughs> to say, we don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, but i i think giving an explanation as to the unique needs that our family has which are again tied into but not limited to the grief and the loss of a child but 
that's certainly a significant element. Things just become more overwhelming uh, mm-hmm. in a way that they never had before. And, and I'll just add that, um, and Rob, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there's a post on saddadsclub.com um, backslash stories uh, brought to you by Ozempic and Hero, uh, another sponsor that I believe all of the... Pepsi and Coca-Cola. I, so, as you I, notice, we're targeting pharma companies for uh, <laughs> our our, our, our like dog launch or something, or like some animal. I'm sure you know, we're, we're, we're going after the deep pockets. That's it. I was right, gonna excuse me. There's a post on Sad Dad's Club uh, by uh, I think uh, Lily's dad, Matt, about exactly how to answer this question. Right? Like, we, I think he literally posted a, an email that he sent out to his family and saying like, I can't attend X holiday event, X special occasion because of these reasons. So check that right. out. Um, and uh, just a plug for Matt, um, who's just an amazing human being with a uh, amazing awesome. voice for radio. What have you guys done to honor your lost child or to maybe bring them in? Brian, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've talked to a lot about it on the, on previous episodes, but one, because we had our living child, Colin, um, that next Christmas, um, it, it obviously was very hard, but, and I give my wife a lot of credit for this, uh, because I, I really did want to hide and not see anybody. Um, but she wanted to have a, a ceremony, like an online ceremony, um, honoring Austin. Um, and we had a zoom call and we, we planned a, a whole, I guess it was a service, like a celebration of his life. Hmm. And it was really beautiful. I, I, I had a lot of anxiety f- for it and it was, it was really tough leading up to it. Um, but it's kind of like working out, like you don't want to do it, but then afterwards you're like, that. we need to do this every year. It really being able to speak his name, show friends and family pictures of him it really helped us, I think, get, you know, to the next year. And then the, the following year, instead of freaking out about the holidays, we were planning this celebration and what we could do to honor him. And I think it was really special. And, uh, well, and you, you guys know, have done a toy drive, too. Yeah, right? and then we, we added on a toy drive to that, which has been so fulfilling um, knowing that, you know, we're delivering these toys to hospitals mm-hmm. and other places that um, these kids, you know, they don't get Christmas presents. Um, and that's been great. And that's grown a lot um, from friends all over the country. They're sending us Amazon packages, which Rob, I'll explain to you what Amazon is later, because I know you don't <laughs> yeah. use that. Um yeah, it's been amazing. It's like I've seen a map. I know where the Amazon is. <laughs> yeah, the toy drive not... is, is a great way yeah. to honor. Um, I, I've talked to other dads that do sort of a memorial walk run, you know, to to get people together. Um, that seems to be really helpful. And Lindsay and I are thinking about that. doing that. So that's kind of what we did. Brian, and forgive me if you've spoken to this in the past on, on other podcasts, but just um, you mentioned it was a, a Zoom memorial. Was that just because of the pandemic or was it because to be able to in- yeah, engage? It, it remind was. me the timing of when you lost Austin? We lost Austin in 2019. So the first one, we did it on Zoom mainly because we 
uh, it was before Zoom was Zoom. I think, I don't even know if it was Zoom. It, it was some video service, but we Skype. wanted to, yeah, it might've been. Um, and it was just because we wanted people across the country, friends, family, get as many people to join. And, you know, Lindsay and I sat in front of a computer. Um, you know, we were holding our son Colin at the time and it, it, it was really, effective because it was just Lindsay, Colin and I, I think her parents might've been over too in the background, but um, you know, we, we lit candles, we read poems uh, that we had written for Austin. Um, a family member does like video editing. So he took a lot of pictures of Austin and, and did this wonderful uh, edited video that we played. Um, Lindsay's biological dad wrote a song like about him and we played that. So it, we were amazed by when we invited people, uh, the support and what people were sort of offering to help us with the celebration service. I love the sort of continuation then Brandon, I want to come over to you. The, yep. the example of Jay with the, the Christmas card. Um, and do you incorporate your lost child on that or not? I'd love to hear that from you guys, Brandon, your thoughts. And it doesn't have to be on that topic. Um, no, but I think that where do we honor our children throughout this holiday season? I'm going to touch on the card thing because that's one thing that me and Joellen were not like going back and forth with because I was very um, private about the pictures. And she said, well, maybe we should send a card out with the picture. I'm just going to put it in their face. I'm like, why the fuck we got to do all that? Like, that's my sister this for is, you. Yeah, she's yeah. A, she's a thug. I love her. That's she why is. I love her because she's a thug. <laughs> she's like, I just want to put it in her friend. I'm like, no, like this is these are our this is our baby. Like we're not sharing those pictures with no one. Like who who are they to get a picture of us? Like oh, because their family they get no. Fine. We're not doing all that. But that was like the thing that we you know discussed back and forth. We ended up not doing it. But later on, we ended up doing a family photo. Um, I think with just stories footprints or her feet i want to say we did a christmas card or some sort like that or her birthday cards or something like that and that was a tough one for me just celebrating that um excuse me for a second and the, like so we did that and that was like yeah I, I was okay with that but during christmas time which i do like enjoy or even um thanksgiving sometimes but more, more so during christmas we send um i think i said i definitely said this on previous podcasts we send um the nurses at the hospital where uh, gavi our oldest daughter and astoria were born we send them you know breakfast on us pretty much so like donuts and coffee and stuff like that and then we um try to get a gift for a mother and father who just recently had a child in the hospital we get a gift for them and donate like a gift courtesy of astoria um, and also, I mean, I guess doing this podcast is also one way of honoring our children in a most yeah. beautiful way. Uh, we get to say their names every other week, per se, and they're spreading their names across the world, not just Fine. in our town or our city, but literally across the world. 48 um, countries, baby. Seriously. So I, um, I, Chris, yeah. yeah. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say no. to, to that pivot, congratulations on 10,000 downloads, by the way. That's Thank an incredible, you. incredible Thank accomplishment. Um, but to that, uh, what you said just resonated with me so hard because when people ask, 
mm-hmm. uh, about Sad Dads Club, it's like, well, what's the what's the main intent? And we're actually we're working on that now because when we started it, um, the main intent or the goal for me was if we could even help one person, this organization was worthwhile. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and. And to see it doing this and to be sitting here with you guys and to be watching all this develop in real time, um, you know, that's Bella, that's Isabel, that's Lila, that's Austin, Astoria, like all of like every, every single one of our kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it is literally transforming to watch what you three are doing in this space um, and as you said, it, it, it just hit me granted because somebody said mm-hmm. it to me last night. Um, and they were just like, you know, the work you guys are doing, but it doesn't feel like work. Right. Uh, it, right. It, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work. It's so freeing to be here mm-hmm. and to be able to talk about our kids like this, you know, and it's such a good point. I don't, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, go, go, go. I, but I, I do think, you know, hopefully people can, you know, parlay what we're having here into like the holiday conversation, because I think we're saying like, Oh yeah. Sorry. The the more you, no, no, no. I think we're all doing it. Like the more you integrate your children into your lost children, into the holidays, I think there's a therapeutic piece into this. Just tonight I was having dinner with Jessica Ashton and I went out to dinner. We were talking about this episode and they were just talking about how proud I am of the work that we've done. Cause you know, this is our last episode of season two. It's amazing that we've Mm -hmm. gotten this off the ground, let alone we're here. And I said to Jessica, I was like, you know, I, I feel like on you know the day that I die, this is going to be one of the things I'm most proud of, oh, because that's greatly said, sir. Yeah, and because I'm so proud of the work that we have done, mm-hmm. but also how we've been able to honor our lost children. And so I think you know the more you can find ways for lost parents through the holidays, you know, not year one, maybe not year two, three, whatever is right for you. But what I think you're hearing, listeners from this group of men is that the more we've embraced it, the more we've incorporated our lost children into our life, the more cathartic and therapeutic it's been. And that's where the transition into how we've grown. And I know Chris, you've got some commentary on, you know, where you're at now versus that, that first Christmas, but yeah, you embrace the community, you embrace your, the vulnerability of talking about, you know, your lost one it allows you to grow and and start to handle these holidays a little bit better than maybe those early you know years oh for sure and you know circling all the way back around like literally you know year 1 when we lost isabel like i'm sure it was you know, the same with Austin and Story and Beckham and Ari. It's like, you don't know what to do with yourself, right? Yeah. And to mm-hmm. all the listeners out here who are about to f- go through this, it took years to figure out how to handle this situation. Years. And I don't say it lightly. You are not failing if you don't know what the fuck to do or the right mm-hmm. decision to make. Um, I didn't know. Um, but to, to getting back to Brian, your, your point, um, I do want to express that, you know, the holidays have once again become a time of joy for me. 
And I'm going to caveat this by saying that I do not have that experience of having my lost anniversary fall under the quote unquote major holidays. And I do think that is a distinct difference. So I want to make sure that that's clear as I, as I go through Mm -hmm. this conversation, because I do think that would complicate it because July is a fucked up month for me. Right. Um, Our rainbow baby Annabelle was born July 10th. Uh, We lost Isabel July 21st. I was born July 23rd. So just change the name July to December. And I might (laughs) feel very differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to caveat that with this, with that. But, um, you know, we honor Isabel. Uh, we have a stocking for Isabel. She sits on the fireplace. Um, and, you know, we were working towards it. You know, our, our rainbow babies are four and two at the moment. <laughs> I, I'll just say I love that you have a stocking uh, for Isabel. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's not something that we've done. We, we have them for have, Beckman Ari as well. Yeah, we have one. The, the little ones. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I love these. This is the type of advice we should be given, right, fellas? Like, yeah, we, we have um, honestly one of the most it, meaning- it is free. Yeah, it's yeah, great. <laughs> we didn't even like question it. Like, we just ordered him a stocking, and it's. I'm gonna get there. one for Jay at LL Bean. No free plugs, except for that one. Oh, you gotta go Pottery uh, Barn. The Pottery Barn kids. That's- I'm sorry. I'm just going to Target. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's where we went. Jay, so right. one on our, Amazon. Our stockings are all handmade. Um, so that's okay, uh that's so it's a little more labor intensive. Um, but the um what we one of the most meaningful things that my sister in law did, my brother in law's wife, was she made a Bella's name, you know, Bella. She made a little bell and wrote Bella on it as an ornament. And so we have that on the tree. Ellie, um, I mentioned earlier that she's, she's traveling. She's in, uh, you know, in, in Switzerland right now for work. And, um, I'm pretty sure that's where she was, um, at one point leading up to, to the first Christmas. And, um, after we lost Bella and she brought home this beautiful, um, ornament of a, you know, hand, carved wooden ornament with a an angel um and there's a bell incorporated into that and so we have those two ornaments that we have on the tree um and i feel like this has been very um christian oriented and and so i just i want to acknowledge that obviously there are many other um holidays uh out there and i know there's many uh, there's you know many folks who are you know non-secular who who celebrate christmas as well and i don't know if rob's back but um you know coming from a, a household that celebrates both you know christmas and um and hanukkah i i just want to like continue the conversation a little bit and and talk a little bit on how you guys are doing now that it, there's been a few years removed and how do you feel now? Because obviously we talked about the blur of not even really remembering kind of what you did or what happened. But I mean, I, for myself, I know that the holidays are joyful now. I mean, December, yeah. d- December yeah. is a very tough month. Um, but I think once we, because of the way we celebrate, celebrate his, his Austin's, Austin's birthday, birthday on the, on the 14th, 14th it allows us to kind of get to Christmas and say, okay, let's really celebrate it with family and make it a good holiday, a fun holiday for our rainbow babies and, and our older son, Colin. No, I, I mean, I completely agree. 
So with Beckham and Ari's days being November 18th and November 19th, respectively, like the lead up to Thanksgiving is a fucking nightmare for us. Um, but to your point, Brian, like the holidays have become a joyous time of year for us again. And, and I think that's an important part of this cathartic process is like, you know, Jay, you've said it a couple of times, like you don't, you never move on, but you know, we talk a lot about like, I mean, we do need to move forward. Um, you know, I, they're different, but yeah, yeah you got to move forward. Right. We, we did a quote recently that was something like you, you either give up or you move forward. They both hurt. Right. Like, and that's, we're trying to embrace the hurt on this journey with us. And so we do have great times during the holidays. We, we do celebrate with family and friends and, you know, make the big meals and do the gifts and do donations and try to do a lot of things. And I, I, I hope the men that are earlier on in this, this grieving journey, um, can see the conversation that's being had here and understand that um, you're in the thick of the storm and we we've been there and we recognize how challenging that is. Um, but there, there are potential for brighter days ahead and uh, we're not promising that to be next year or the following, but you know, ahead is coming at some point. Well said. Well said. And absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. Very true. Very so true. I know we're, we're nearing, unbelievably been in an hour and 15 minutes together, which is crazy. I think we could all spend hours and hours together. Uh, we don't does have that to include the pre-show that we did. That's not. <laughs> that is not. That, that oh. will just be for us. Bonus content. Uh, bonus bonus content. Is your three-year-old still sleeping behind you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right in the floor. There we go. <laughs> what a little beauty. There we go. Turn into the video. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to check it out. That, that oh will be a, a video exclusive. So oh you got to check. Gosh. It. Uh, fellas, we don't have to go around the horn, but if there mm -hmm. is, uh, so not everybody has to add one. But if you got a piece of advice for other grieving dads on navigating the holidays, what is it? Throw it out. Just Can be I go gentle first, with yourselves, right? Just Ooh, be gentle. Like be gentle. gentle with yourself. Absolutely. Commun communicate. Communicate your feelings, communicate your thoughts, communicate everything with your significant other. My advice would be just to embrace it. You know, maybe mm. you don't want to, but um, if you have living children, you might have to embrace it a little bit more. But even if you don't, um, I think you'd be surprised if you celebrate, you know, your lost one and speak their name and really take advantage of maybe a, a sad time and try to turn it into a, a positive celebration. Hmm. Great. Great point. You guys literally took the three best adjectives for this. <laughs> so, um, so I'm, I'm going to say, uh, honestly, it's a combination of all those three, like do whatever feels right to you, especially if you're early on in the journey. Um, even if you're late in the journey, um, but that's, that's really all you can do. Right. So, uh, yeah. Chris, can I, I got can I tag on to yours? Just be honest. There's something. There's something. Yeah, there you go. I was gonna say I didn't know I had something to tag on to because you guys you hit go. all the good points. <laughs> that, that's yours. <laughs> be honest. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. yeah. No, that that's very true. Be honest um, with what you need. Yep. Rob, do you have one? I said we weren't gonna go around the horn, but now it feels weird well, to leave you out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I think you all hit them. Communicate. Be honest. Be gentle. Do what you need to do. Know that right now is not forever. The present is all you have to work with. So just ride that wave. Rob's always dropping. What? Bars, man. Rob's man, always dropping, man, dropping gems, kid. 
Also, right. can we can we just add his mustache to video exclusive? Like we haven't <laughs> talked about it yet. Yes, but we also need to add the fact that you are talking, but your video shows you not talking, and it's really, really <laughs> great. It's like the Ooh. creepiest Beetlejuice type of thing I've ever Absolutely. seen. Absolutely, we both have spe- Spectrum. Forget, oh. forget Spectrum. Not going to be a sponsor. I uh, also no. have Spectrum, but I also have Eero on top of that, and Eero is what you guys need. Two, I've got Eero. Oh get right, more. we get love more of those little um, things. Plug them in all of your house. My mine just go, I'm I'm literally putting a bow on everything you all said because I, I completely agree. And we talked about it with Halloween. It was do you, um, if whatever feels right. If it's being engaged, do it. If it's being disengaged, do it. If it's you know showing up and walking out the door, fucking do it. Whatever mm-hmm. you've got to do to be comfortable with your surrounding and your number ones, your your spouse your living children, honoring your lost child, whatever feels right, do that. And nobody, none of us then lived experience, no therapist, no doctor, no expert can tell you what the right thing is for you right now. The only people that know that are you and your significant other and your immediate family. So, you know, tap into that, uh, that incredible unit that you've got into you. Maybe you'll be dressing up like Santa Claus in future years. Ho, ho, ho. That's right. (laughs) Well, I, first off, on behalf of Brandon and Brian, Jay, Rob, Chris, we love you guys, man. We are so honored to be a a part of your community, in this community with you. Um, I honestly don't know how our pod would be where we're at without you guys, because it's just become such a great family. Um, and, and again, I hope that is inspirational for many other listeners, uh, mm-hmm. as, as they navigate this grief journey, Brandon, Brian, wrapping season two, boys, uh, unbelievable accomplishment. Thank Damn. you. Can't Thank believe you guys. You were here. Yeah. Thank you. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, play, the you gotta oh, play the yeah, clap. Yeah. Woo. Ooh, we ooh, did it. Ooh, we- ooh. <laughs> You're too good at that. Season three. This is not his first time playing Santa Claus. Clearly not. I can only imagine. So we will be taking a break through the holidays uh, and the beginning of the year. We will be coming back with season three uh, sometime in Q1. Let's go business world. Um, We've got a lot of ideas of what that's going to look like and keeping the content fresh, uh, informative, and inspiring along the way. So, Brandon, Brian, any final words before we wrap season two? We love you guys. I don't know what else to say. Yes, talk quicker. I mean, we're so (laughs) thankful for our listeners, everybody that has given us feedback, communicated with us. Uh, I can't believe it hasn't even been a year since we started this. That's true. The people we've met on this journey are incredible guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to meeting more of you and building the community along with the sad dads club. You know, you mentioned it might not be a year yet. I got to like, look up and see if I can find the date that I messaged the two of you for this podcast. I think it was right around. It was in November. November. It was early November. And our first episode was in January. This might be the one year anniversary of even coming up with the idea of guys in grief. You're totally right. It's amazing where we've come. Brandon, I cut you off there, but proud of you guys. All I can say is thank you. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our families for giving us the grace and time for doing this. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you. 
That's, that's that's all I got. I mean, we love you guys, but thank you. And uh, I got one last comment. Go Bills. Bills. Yeah, we got I like your style. <laughs> I like Happy your style. holidays, fellas. Happy uh, holidays. Thank you for continuing to be supportive and listen. We'll talk to you through social media, ongoing. Always reach out to us at our Gmail, and we'll talk to you in Season 3. Much love. Love you guys. If you valued from this content, we ask you to share this podcast with others that can equally benefit. Leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you're listening to help us improve our outreach and to follow Guys in Grief on Instagram and Facebook. Also, if you'd like to join us and share your story, email us at guysandgrief at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.